Talking Records Podcast. Talking Records Podcast. Talking Records Podcast. We talk about our favorite records. Talking Records Podcast. We're so glad you tuned in. Thank you all for listening. You showed up to the right place. Jen and his friends dive deep and analyze the records we have grown to love. We'll tell you how we found the band. Then give you a track by track breakdown of all the songs. So grab your favorite beverage and pull up a seat. Today we'll look at another record in its entirety. Hey, hey, welcome to Talking Records. My name is Jed and you are listening to a podcast, a music podcast, a podcast where we deep dive records we love records we've loved right the old ones the ones we grew up on new records that's what we're going to be talking about today folks i am going to be talking about the Brokedowns. now they're not a new band they've been around for quite a while but they're a band that i am trying to get more people to check out they are really fun they are loud they're gruff it's just great music make sure you check out the talking records podcast on all social media platforms we can be found by all right, seriously, is there any real point in saying this? Please rate and subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. Has anyone really ever done this as if the idea hadn't occurred until someone told them to do it? If you want to support Talking Records, please listen to the show. If you really want to support the podcast, tell a friend. Tell two friends. We simply ask that you support the show by spreading it around and interacting with us on social media because that's really what it's about connecting over great music and focusing on a passion we share. Thank you so much for your support. All right, let's get on with it. Here we go. The Brokedowns hail from Elgin, Illinois. They released Maximum Khaki on Red Scare Industries on January 20th, 2023, kicking off the year with a great album of gruff, fast-paced hardcore punk. But it's not just hardcore punk. If you're paying attention, you can pick up some hard rock in there, maybe even some jazz, I don't know. The songs are straightforward, sometimes foregoing choruses, structuring songs as more of a linear narrative. I discovered the Brokedowns when they split 7-inch with the copyrights in 2009. Upon picking up the record and flipping it over, my first thought was, what's up with these song titles? Between the two bands, the titles alone sparked my curiosity. The copyrights had been long established in my fandom, but here were the Brokedowns, a loud, shouty, working-class punk band who apparently knew how to have a little fun. Their full-length Species Bender followed the next year. Fast forward to the present and Obey the Fumes, the first song off their new record. The video, released, starts off with the band doing, you know, one of those film yourself playing in quarantine and we'll stitch together a video type of thing. <laughs> but not quite. If you keep watching, the humorous aspects of the band emerge as John is being hand pizza and Mustafa is apparently in a meeting and there's a ninja attack and the video just gets more and more crazy from there. It's hilarious. The Brokedowns are back and I couldn't be more excited to have the guys on today to have some laughs, joke around and talk about the new record, Maximum Khaki. All right, Brokedowns, welcome to Talking Records. Let's go around the room. Who's who? John, we'll start with you. John, I play bass and sing. Uh, Mustafa, I played the drums. 
I'm Chris. I play guitar. Excellent. And sing. And <laughs> sing. Do a little singing. I, sing. I, reluct- I very reluctantly sing. <laughs> I think as a band, we reluctantly sing. <laughs> yeah, no one likes singing. Was it like someone drew the short straw and you're like, okay, you're vocalist? <laughs> That's pretty much the way that it worked. Yeah, I think so. Like that's the closest thing we can do. <laughs> John's got the coolest voice, so he does the most singing, for sure. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. It's always the person who doesn't mind, or the person who, who like doesn't lose their voice. You know, at a show, like. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No, he loses his voice at every show. He despises singing. Yeah. But it just sounds it sounds way better when he does it. Awesome. <laughs> What's funny about that is that it actually like if we play one show, I'll lose my voice. But if it's like a couple of sh- like I'll kind of lose it, it'll be like, oh mm. at the end of a show. But if we do a couple of nights in a row, by the by the second or third day, it's like, oh yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like it actually sustains a little better. It's like a muscle, you know, you gotta just keep working it and it'll It'll keep totally. keep uh, keep building or keep strengthening. I don't know. But welcome, guys. Super yeah. psyched you're here. Um, I understand we've got another guitar player. Uh, who are we missing? Who are we missing tonight? Eric. 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 Oh, right. It's his wife's birthday, right? Yeah. It <laughs> That's is. what he said. Thanks for reminding me. I should text yeah. them. <laughs> Wait, did I say that on the podcast? Oh shit. <laughs> He used that excuse last month, though. So yeah. <laughs> Every month. Pretty cool that we weren't invited to their party. That's awesome. Thanks, yeah, guys. Yeah, Thanks, Eric. Eric. Eric, if you see this, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll party. We'll party on. Um, welcome to the show, guys. Oh, yeah. Super psyched to have you on today to talk about your brand new record. I mean, this thing is brand new. It's kind of new. Kind of new. It's been around for <laughs> yeah, about a month. <laughs> well, it's probably not new for you guys because, right. and we'll get into this in a minute. I'm sure you probably recorded this thing and then had to wait, right? So we're talking about Maximum Khaki today, uh, the record you guys released. So before we talk about any of that stuff, you know, the record being done, let's talk about the record in its earliest stages. So my first question is, as a band, how do you know when it's time to do a new record? Is it just a stockpile of songs, or are you like, holy shit, it's been four years, we got to do something? <laughs> Definitely the songs, not the time. The time is kind of irrelevant. It's always going to be a big amount of time, but we don't do anything until we have a huge chunk of songs, really. Yeah. But those those are usually ready to go, but it starts like a whole other like four-year process, basically. <laughs> but like the, an album will come out and then chris will right before or right around then chris will have a like a batch of songs john will have some songs too and uh but then that's like just because we got a bunch of songs it, it we still have like a good while to like uh learn them uh get them good and then record them and then you know, hopefully not another pandemic or whatever happens uh, <laughs> that slows down the process even more. But yeah, usually it takes a few years, but the songs will be there. Like, I mean, Chris already has a bunch of songs uh, for us to learn now. Yeah, this one actually, like, usually it takes, for whatever reason, we start recording and it takes, like, we usually take, like, from when we start recording to when we the record comes out, it's at least a year to two years, always. Mm-hmm. Just because the guy we were, our friend who we record with, Joe, 
he makes it super easy on us to record. So just like we could take six months between, you know, and it's like, cool, whatever, just do whatever you want. And there's no one like, you know, no one's beating down our door for an album. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, guys. This one in particular, we're actually like, we're like, let's do it like a normal band. Like, let's just fucking record and in like a couple weeks you know instead of years <laughs> and then like we we started recording in like february or march of 2020 so like we were ready to have it kind of done but you know i don't know if you follow the news or yet not but <laughs> i i would add to that that we had like a good half of like half of the instruments completely tracked all of the songs tracked like february 2020 mm. Uh, yeah so uh and then like the next month came and that was the end of that so right at yeah Yeah. right at the end (laughs) or right before the beginning right before like yeah the end of doing stuff i meant yeah yeah wow yeah and then just bam that sucks yeah (laughs) we were on track to have that out two years after the last one which would have been great for that would have been the quickest yeah that would have been the quickest return that would have cut your normal time in half yeah yeah yeah, right. <laughs> uh-huh. The world had other plans. No, 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 Dikembe. No, no. <laughs> you mentioned that you kind of will take your time. You'll make sure the songs are there. You'll you'll collect a bunch of really good ones, and then you'll you'll kind of take your your time recording. Is that just because you're you're busy guys, or do you feel like it's it's really you want to make sure you've got the best stuff out there? Or oh, not that. <laughs> <laughs> the first part. <laughs> yeah we're super busy and uh we don't take our time recording like we we take huge chunks of time between but uh, actually when we're recording like it's wait. really fast like first like most of what you hear on any album of ours is like first or second take this one is kind of weird too like we did it piece by piece we usually record live mm. this one was everything was piece by piece which worked out great because of the pandemic or whatever. But um, yeah, like when we book like a session, we just like crank it all out really fast, you know. Is that why you did it piece by piece because of the pandemic or had you planned to do it that way? No, we planned to do it uh, just to do something different. And, and we're always, I'm always bummed with how my guitar sounds on our albums. Mm. And it's always like, well, that's the good amp you used that day <laughs> it's in all of the room mics. So, like, it was mainly, I think, me. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be able to mess around with the guitars a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Plus, we didn't know the song super well. So when you do it piece by piece, you can get a little more granular with it and be like, we could all be watching Moose record his drums and then, you know, stare at him. <laughs> And then when John's doing his bass, we could all stare at John. I bet they love that too. You know, yeah. put the heat on. Or when they finish a track and you're just all silent. Nothing <laughs> yeah. how, how was that one, guys? Yeah. I guess it'll work. I guess. Yeah. It's good enough. Yeah. No, it, yeah. You know, what's, what's funny though is like how, like those songs, we had played them together as a band, maybe what, like, twice yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah maybe yeah yeah i i, I remember yeah, we, i did like uh chris uh picked me up and then we just kind of ran through them like just he and i like that's how i learned i learned with like just chris and then we like 
you know, Chris showed the songs to the other dudes and then, yeah, maybe got together uh, and we demoed it when we were recording something else and then just listened to that. You know what I mean? So that was like a fresh uh, take. But then we listened to that and learned it that way. But like in the past, we'd like practice a song together and like we'd even play it out for years before we recorded it with like <laughs> different lyrics that that uh, we you know didn't end up using or whatever or a mm -hmm. whole other band's lyrics instead. Yeah, <laughs> we've done that with like Bob Dylan and Led Zeppelin before. Definitely. Nice. For a while, one of our songs was uh, the I was screaming the lyrics of uh, Misty Mountain High. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just because we didn't have lyrics and nobody knows. You know? Yeah, why not? <laughs> like, nobody cares. So kind of like, that song really resonated with me. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> we, we like, the we, but we've also been a band for a really long time and we also demo stuff now. Mm. So there really isn't a point in just like, we used to like really practice and practice and practice. And it's like, I don't think it yielded much better results no. than just like Returns having a demo everyone kind of knowing what they want to do and then just recording it you know like beating you know just constantly practicing the same thing over and over again gets kind of exhausting and sure. kind of kills it for me a little bit like it's yeah. like right it takes the wind out of your sail so like what you're recording is it like mm. you excited about this new song it's you being like god damn it just got a good take in but uh yeah you gotta work yeah, totally. work smarter you feel excited about it. yeah work smarter yeah. not harder bro <laughs> <laughs> record them and then learn them yeah yeah exactly well that's awesome i mean i i think that's great i agree i think sometimes you can you can really kind of beat something to death and then it like no longer has life you know, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. yeah can i add real quick when i have had to like learn uh some of our shit I'd get frustrated because I wasn't nailing it. And then I'm like, what the fuck am I getting mad at myself for? I just like half, I phoned in these films. You know what I mean? I'm like, and I'm like mad because as I'm learning it, I'm not playing it the way I recorded it on the demo. Like I could fucking do whatever I want with this right now. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's good to be able to make, be able to make those changes and have that freedom. Yeah. Yes. The record is out on Red Scare. So before we talk a little bit more about recording, you've been there for a while, um, 2010, I believe. What do you like about Red Scare Industries? Toby, first of all. Toby. Yeah. Yeah, Toby's awesome. Toby's great. He just kind of like, yeah, it's just great. Like, he's really like uh, on, on top of things, more than any label we've ever dealt with. Like, he sends us like, quarterly statements and shit it's like almost like a real thing it's like hey you sold one record this quarter Hell yeah. you know it's very humiliating but no it's awesome and he's just like uh yeah he's just you know it's good yeah he's a good guy and we're fans of the label and uh he's a good dude and we're friends with a lot of the bands on the label and all that stuff oh yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah <laughs> and so does he ever say hey guys you know looking for a new record or is he just kind of like hey do your thing let me know when you're ready yeah i mean i've never heard him do anything but then again you know i don't talk to him all that much i would say but i mean he's, i've never heard him like pressure us for anything mm -hmm. really yeah. no not at all in fact it's kind of the opposite like we're like hey do you want to do this like yeah. <laughs> if you want 
you can do you it. Sure? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a money losing venture at this point, I'd imagine, but it probably does all nah, right. I don't I'm know. sure it's not. He sends us money sometimes. That's weird. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I read about that shit in like Slash's autobiography. Like that happened. That's not that happens yeah. sometimes. It's twenty bucks, but <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. for your efforts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned that you you have a guy you recorded the Joe Gack. Um, so where is the studio? Where do you record? Does he have like a home studio or something? Or <laughs> oh man, that's the beauty of it is the studio is wherever we want it to be. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> like we recorded like usually like the live stuff like the drums there's a big our practice space is in a big abandoned warehouse and uh, we use this kind of it's almost like a live room but it's not like a designated studio and then everything else we'll do it like my in my living room <laughs> or john's bathroom or like <laughs> at each other's houses yeah. it's very like not a normal not not that's what we love about joe is like there's none of the studio pressure like, oh, we got it. Like, it sucked <laughs> for him because he has to yeah. bring like all this shit. Yeah. Say, does he have to lug all kinds of gear to your, <laughs> to oh, your yeah. bathroom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he it does. sucks for Joe, but it's awesome for us. <laughs> yeah, we love it. And then we like barbecue and shit and we get maybe two hours of recording shit done and the rest is just like, oh, yeah, look at this YouTube video. It's, it's fun. That's sounds true. about right. It sounds yeah. Sounds like my speed. Yeah. Yeah, because like every like we made a we before we recorded with Joe, we would do stuff in like normal studios, and it's always like the clock's ticking. Mm. Like I don't know, I don't know why it doesn't feel like that with him. It's actually worse for him because he's not at a designated space. He's probably like, come on, guys. So it should be like the clock should be ticking more, but for some reason it's like way less pressure. It doesn't feel like like we have to get anything done. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we all hang at anyways so it's like a good environment to do that and it's very natural like extension of what we'd probably be doing anyways yeah you're all hanging out while one guy's tracking so I'm sure that can be both uh extremely helpful and extremely nerve-wracking maybe i don't know <laughs> when we when we we're recording like yeah we're us we're always drinking when we're recording that's another thing so you got to get as much done before like <laughs> someone's usually just has to like call it like dude yeah. this is it we're done you're you're not you're you're out yeah <laughs> that's usually how it goes. right because at that point i think joe gets a kick out of it so he'll keep going in fact he'll encourage. <laughs> oh yeah he'll encourage oh, yeah him. yeah keep going guys this is good stuff yeah and then, he loves it. and then there's just uh recorded proof of you know you hating yourself later when you listen to that <laughs> oh yeah I remember one time, like I had to do guitar overdubs long time on a different record. I don't remember what it was. We had convened at Moose's old house for this recording session to just fix my guitar stuff. And in the process of setting up the amp and everything, I had gotten so drunk that I, I my fingers, like I was just sitting there going, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> I can't, like, <laughs> it's not happening today. Like, none of this works. And, so that was a learning experience. So that was a long time ago. So we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Don't go that hard. Yeah. Setting up all that stuff and then like not being able to do it. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Come back tomorrow. Sorry, Joe. 
<laughs> well, it must create for like a fun recording atmosphere, especially if you guys are all hanging out. Man. Yeah, totally. Most definitely. With with Joe, I think there was one session where we were um, uh, doing beer bongs of sparks. Remember that shit? We were <laughs> yeah. doing that, and I, I swear oh. to God, I thought I was going to die because I had yeah. to giant fucking air bubble in my chest that was <laughs> just buried in there yeah it's buried under a lot of fucking sparks yes. oh my god you guys- how how close did we come to death by by death. beer bonging beer sparks bong. i don't know i beer bonged a lot of sparks remember that, that- during that time period. Yeah. the burps must have been insane hey chris everything everything cool with your dog bro <laughs> no it's better now can you hear me yes do I sound different now? A little bit. Do I sound better? No, it sounds a little worse. Okay. Yeah, that's it really? Sounds, yeah, it sounds a little worse. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm turning these off. Then. Right. Hold on a second. I'll be back. You guys talk amongst yourselves. You know? We're just talking about burping, so it's all good. Sparks. I mean, I imagine that part one, one part energy drink, one part uh, malt liquor. That's what sparks oh. was. Oh God. That's what Sparks was, yeah. And that's what Yeah, and it would dye your mouth orange. Yeah. Remember everyone yeah. at Fest had like orange tongues. <laughs> that shit was good, man. It was like yeah. before Four Loco. It was the precursor to Four Loco. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh you were mentioning, Chris, about guitar tones. So this time around, being able to do everything piece by piece, were you able to to lock in those tones that you liked or <laughs> Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It's the happiest I've ever been with uh, guitar tones. One of the one of the recording sessions for this one actually that we kept. I used two. There's two of my guitars on there. Was we we have a shared practice space, so it's back to back with another person. <laughs> and this like this like I I I have video of this on my phone where I was recording into headphones, and there's like a grindcore band playing next to us. But we get, the guitar sounded really good. It was so chaotic and difficult, but <laughs> at the end of it, when I got, when he sent me that, I'm like, damn, I think that's like really good. I think that's going to work. So I am pretty happy with it. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So they were practicing while you were recording? Happened all the Man. time. <laughs> it, it was, it was ridiculous. I, you know, I'm learning a lot from this podcast. We should do things differently. <laughs> like, we did it all wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like we should go back and redo the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> Gotta go. Did it? Uh, did any of that stuff like bleed through? Can you catch any of it on the recording? Is or is it all? No, because yeah, the the amp was in a locker, like uh, in right. a closet, off, and then where we were sitting, you could feel the drums like <laughs> in your chest, but you couldn't hear anything. So we had headphones on, and it was just like it was crazy. Yeah. It was so funny. funny. Gives you an idea for a concept record where like one band is playing, but then there's like a like a ghost band in the background that you can only hear in like the silences and <laughs> yeah. Every every song would be like featuring the other band. I'm pretty sure Chris sent me like a text of him doing like he messaged me while he was doing that. Oh yeah, just, I like, have a video. <laughs> He's like, I'll, check I'll, this out, dude. I'm recording guitar right now. I'm just like i'll email it to you i'll email it to you you could you could include that in the audio that's amazing well john what about you do you use uh 
your like your road gear or do you have uh, equipment for recording or like what's your yeah, no, I use like, in fact, for this one, we actually did try to to get like a, you know, a sound, like a bass sound. We worked on it a little more, I would say, than we normally would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used Joe, I used, we actually used two ca- two different cabinets and Joe's, Joe Gack's bass head that he uses for meat wave stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we, we set up in Chris's basement. Just mess around with it until we got it to where we liked it. And it, I'm really happy with it. But yeah, typically we don't, I don't I, I don't overthink it too much. Uh, yeah. I usually like a little growly of a sound, you know, not super just like straight bass. Like, yeah, you know, I, I usually don't go for that, like, you know, super bassy bass, more of a growly bass. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think we got a good like kind of mix of uh, what we were looking for with Joe's stuff and my stuff kind of mixed and in Chris's basement. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it sounds great. Definitely sounds, the album Thanks. sounds full. It, uh, you know, I, your previous albums sound great. I'm not saying that they don't sound great. This one to me, it, it feels a little bit more punchy. It feels a little bit more forward in the mix, I, I guess. And a little bit like the mix between like your guitar bass and the vocal seems to me yeah. to be really evenly mixed. So. Well, that's, I'm, I'm, that's cool, cool you said that. And how we were talking about, like, uh, we kind of drew str- straws for whoever would sing. And that's kind of, you know, that's not probably too far off of the way we approach singing. I would say this album, the vocals are much higher than we normally would put them in the oh, mix. Yeah, yeah. So that was like a departure for, for me, for sure. Because sure. I'm, you know, pretty self-conscious about how the vocals sound. I usually try to bury them down as much as possible. And uh, we actually didn't do that this time around oh, it works it sounds really great you know and like the gruff delivery with the with the loud music I, I think it all works i think it all hangs together really well so right on awesome what about you moose did you, did you use those electronic drums in the background in the record or at all or what <laughs> no but you know what uh we, when we practiced right before our record release show we went to chris's house and uh i ended up just bringing these with and we like got to practice at like a moderate level uh, uh yeah and it was actually kind of stunning, uh, like uh, how easy and smooth that practice went, <laughs> considering we'd never ever done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I practice on these every morning. It's it's it, this is I'm in like our little workout room. I got like an exercise bike, and then I got these electronic drums. And the three amigos on the wall. I see. That's awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> How do you approach songwriting? There's no like uh, thought out approach. It's just kind of like happens, you know, you just how it comes out and the way the songs kind of, if depending like their brevity, like if they're really short, it's just because it feels like it should end there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no real method. It's just kind of how it comes out, you know. Usually I write most of the songs and I'll make a demo, a really ridiculous demo, send it to the guys. They'll say nothing for about a year. <laughs> And then, uh, like a year later, they'll be like, they'll be like, that was cool. Those are cool songs. And then we'll decide to make them songs. You know, yeah. that's about it. You, you gotta, yeah. you gotta scroll back in the text to find something else that you were looking for. And like, oh shit, 
That's right. He these. I should actually oh, listen. Files. Yeah. <laughs> That's 100. Yeah, but we used to definitely like the way we used to do stuff is we would have we would just like practice together in a room and someone would have a song and we would just have like an instrumental version forever. Yeah. But now the way we do things is like I don't even show it to them really until it's 100% in the lyrics or everything. Like I wouldn't even send like a instrumental version really. But we're starting to kind of mess with that a little bit too, I think, for whatever we do next. Cool. You typically do the music first and then the lyrics come later? Uh, it kind of depends. Sometimes I'll just have a funny thing in my head. Like there's a song, Honk If You're Horny. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to write a song called Honk If You're Horny. I saw a bumper sticker made like right wing bumper stickers are always next to like sex bumper stickers. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to make a song about that. And that was so that like, you know, there's songs like that where it's like the words come first, but um, usually it all kind of comes together pretty quick. If it doesn't come together quick, then it's usually not then that great. Awesome, you know? yeah. The harder we, the harder we work on songs, like there's, there's a mm. mountain of songs that'll just never be released that like, I thought were so great and we just can't make them work and they're fucking terrible. <laughs> but, but at the time when I'm writing it, well, at the time I'm writing it, I'm like, this is fucking coolest shit ever. You yeah. know? I think the la actually, like when we don't overthink it, it turns out better. Uh, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like kind of, it just keeps everything going naturally, you know? Yeah. Like old records, like older records we've done, maybe part of the reason that it took so long was because I would like kind of cling to ideas that weren't jiving at all. You know, like there was a, like the Life is a Breeze record. I think we recorded like 24 songs or something, mm -hmm. 25 songs. Mm -hmm. And there is a I mean, there's at least 10 that aren't on the album where I just was like, we got to get this. Like, why? <laughs> it's not working. It's just move on so i think we're way better at that now just moving on from things that don't work i you think know? it's hard though you know you, you you commit to something you like it you wrote it you want to do something with it but you know if you can say yeah the song didn't really wow anybody and we didn't end up using it and there must have been a reason for that you know <laughs> yeah totally yeah definitely yeah and so i gotta ask do the song titles come first or the lyrics come first <laughs> <laughs> The song titles are probably the very last thing in most yeah. cases. Right, because they start off um, almost first. Yeah, when I went on that record, like those, all those songs have probably had ten different titles before they became what they are. You know? Yeah. And do you feel like um, is it hard to remember the songs when the when the titles don't really <laughs> match up with what? I mean, some of them do. Some of the yes. titles oh, yeah. do, but yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yes. that question <laughs> you're yes. like what's which one's this one <laughs> I yeah if you ever saw if you ever see us live if you ever see us live there's a lot of on stage <laughs> first off we're just we always do something stupid with the set list we'll like write one set list and we'll put it on a fire extinguisher or something <laughs> beach ball and then moose will out will we'll tell moose the song and it'll be like, which one yeah but also, <laughs> so, also also 
you know, with the song titles changing, sometimes on the set list, it's not what the song title is on the album. It'll be like, <laughs> oh, a lot of times. It'll be like, it's an adventure. A lot of times. The old title or, or a whole new title, you know? So, yeah, I mean, you know. Got to keep it interesting, but you know? On I'm, your toes. I'm better. Yeah, I'm better about it now. <laughs> I think. I think. That's funny. You have to shout back to him. It's the one that starts with the hi hats. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it ends up being. Yeah. I just Yeah, we we've tried to like do the whole thing where everyone has their own set list, but even then, it's a fucking discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no point. Like just fuck it. Let's just like we're let's just talk like the last show we played, like we we I made us we made a Spotify playlist. And that was our set list, like these ones. And then Eric, like, Eric was giving you the business. Remember, he's like, "Yeah, but you skipped that song," and you're like, "Yeah, it's okay." And he's like, "Yeah, but you skipped that song." You can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. The set list is set in stone. You can't deviate. Yeah, <laughs> I love the songs. I've always loved your song titles. I think uh, they're really funny. Skunks with boners is a, is a standout. Uh, <laughs> The People's History of Bad oh, Haircuts is another good one. That's an old one, man. That's an old yeah. one. Child's Guide to Black Metal. <laughs> oh, man. Really good ones. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. We take a lot of pride in them. Especially Skunks with Boners. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. You have said uh, concerning Samurai Swords that this is a song about the, the industries that like will target and exploit people's fear and anxieties over like home invasions and things like that. Tell me a little bit more about about that song. Um, yeah, it's just I'm, uh, you know, I have a family, I have a wife and kids and stuff. And uh, every now and then I'm, uh, you know, I will fall into this. Holy fuck. What? home invasion <laughs> it all started actually i got a ring camera and um i don't smoke pot but the night i installed the ring camera no one was home at my house i was all alone and i was like i'm gonna get high and look at my ring camera. and i couldn't figure out the settings to like stop getting notifications oh so i just i live right by a park too <laughs> so all night my phone's just going bing and i'm like oh, yeah. oh, oh. and it's like yeah, there's activity out of your house, outside of your house. It's the only thing that changed is you would now have a camera where you could see people. So, yeah, Frisbee it's an easy trap to fall into this this fear that uh, they're coming for your shit. Yeah. Which let them make it let them let them bring it on. Yeah, go for it. You can have it. This shit sucks. Take it. <laughs> I'm two hours outside of Boston, so I totally got the SSD reference there. Oh, nice. Yeah, hell yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good one. <laughs> uh, who's Ernest Becker? Is that the anthropologist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that one. Yes. That's just uh, denying your own mortality in a Costco on a Sunday, watching everyone... Uh, uh, <laughs> forge their own path of her heroism you know yeah. 
Um, it's a silly one. I'm definitely like not qualified to discuss uh, to discuss like philosophy or Ernest Becker or anything like that, but it's that one's gotten a ton of attention. I got I had to do an interview with the Ernest Becker Foundation. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like literally a high school dropout, so like. <laughs> So what is your theory on? So, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. Oh my God. It, I don't know. Yeah, it was. It felt like homework. <laughs> like doing a book report. Oh man. Yikes. <laughs> what are some songs uh, on this record that, like, you really feel excited about? Like, you see them on the set list and you're psyched to to play them. Do you have any standout tracks? Uh, maybe Moose or John. I, I like well. I like Samurai Sword. That's a fun one to do on the drums. I, I think that's also the only one uh, that I played along to a click track. But uh, that Cinnamon King is a real fun one. Uh, shit, they're yeah. uh, they're all a lot of fun. This one was uh, a lot of fun to to play and, and record. Uh, yeah, for me personally, John. I like playing Obey the Fumes, the the opening track. That one's fun. It, it just kind of like a straightforward, you know, Rocker. quick ripper. Yeah. Like it's just fun. It's it's energetic. It's fun to play live. Same Samurai Sword too. That one's kind of like it's almost like we go like a little bouncier with it live. It's really fun in a live setting. So uh been enjoying playing that one. Cinnamon King shit. I mean, we've been playing that uh for a while. I think that's probably a band favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've actually been playing that one for like a long time. There's a song on there called Coney 2022 that's like my favorite song. I, we'll probably never play it live, but I really want to play that one live. That's one of my favorite songs on there. Sorry, But we've only done a couple shows, you know, like we, we haven't played a lot since the pandemic. Yeah. I think we played four shows. So um, it's not gonna we just happen. did a record release. It's not going to happen, Chris. Sorry. What? We're not going to play it. What? We're not playing it live. So. Oh, no. We probably won't. <laughs> we don't play most of our songs. We play like we play like the same 12 songs. <laughs> the ones you've been playing since <laughs> two. There's only so much yeah, space. We have to. There's only so much space up here, man. I can't remember all. <laughs> I think that's funny. Like, off with their heads, they would, like, practice, uh, like, what? Like... 90 something songs or whatever like it, it, at a at like one practice right before tour they like run through like every fucking or i mean they used to anyway run through every song every song in case they end up playing it so it's like still someone shouts hard. out for it yeah that's it's wild well if we ever like toured for seven months straight like them yeah. i think we'd probably do the same thing Oh. We do at least fifteen. <laughs> you have to. You'd go crazy playing the same twelve. <laughs> yeah. No, but we have only played one show since the record came out, and we played a bunch of new. We played like at least six new songs, and they all were great. So I think we're gonna play a lot of those. That Ernest Becker song was a ton of fun to play live. Yeah, that one felt like it went really well. Excellent. But so before we get to. Uh... Your, your plans, I want to talk a little bit about, so you get the rec the record recorded, you're ready to go, world closes down. What was it like to just like sit on this stuff for so long? <laughs> well, we didn't sit on a finished album. Mm -hmm. Like um, we only had the bass and the drums done. 
So um, it wasn't, you know, all things considered. I mean, that was the least of (laughs) frustrating at all. I was like, which one of these guys is going to be dead by the time this thing's done? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, it wasn't that, you know, I would definitely was excited to get it going and stuff like that was excited about the songs. So uh, yeah, get it out. but I mean, yeah, exactly. But um, I wasn't too frustrated. What about you guys? Uh, no, not at all. Also, also it kind of, uh, even up until the very end, like I think when I, I got sent the thing, I was still listening to the wrong folder. Cause then I was like, Oh, there's this whole other folder. And I look and listen to those. And so a lot of the songs kind of, I mean, I know I played on them and, uh, you know, kind of have a general idea of how they go, but they still sounded like new songs to me. Like, um, you know, like it's kind of funny to hear your band and hear parts you haven't heard before, you know what I mean, when they're ready to go. So they're too fresh for me to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah. all things considered, they were too fresh. It would it would have been a lot worse if it was 100% done, you know, yeah. like, like our friends uh, Meat Wave, they they had their record fully done in like February 2020. I heard it in February 2020, and it just came out this October. Jeez. So that that would be that would be very That's frustrating. A time I think. Uh, finished but, record, yeah, yeah. Especially if you like it and like want people. To, if you hate it, then you're like, all right, <laughs> yep. Let's push this off another decade. Yeah, shelve <laughs> it. Did you guys have any problems uh, getting it pressed? Did you have to wait a long time to get this on vinyl? Or kind of, yeah. Like I think they sent the finished. Well, not too bad. Like um, they sent it in around I think March of last year, mm-hmm. and we had it by like December. That's so too bad. Oh, you know, seven months or something like that, eight months. Mm-hmm. But you know, considering what we had waited for, it was like, you yeah. Know, Time flies by now. Nothing, you know? Yeah, time is like completely distorted now. I just have no sense of time anymore. Time is in your head, man. <laughs> it's not real. Tell me a little bit about this art. So you got these uh, raccoons chasing this king on here. Who did this? Uh, that is a Chicago artist named Ryan Dugan. And uh, he's great. Um, he does a lot of posters he does a lot of great stuff. He's he did the our album Species Bender too, and um, we've always wanted to do another something else with him. And uh, yeah, he's he's awesome. Check out his website. He's just yeah, check, he's insane. Check out his Instagram. It's it's hilarious and, and awesome at the same time. And you know what's funny is that uh, I think I did something where like I tagged his Instagram in a post about like how like I love the artwork, or somebody said something and I tagged him in it, and then he responded. Uh, but he said that uh, one of his like uh, greatest things was doing a Joe Gack caveman drawing for the Species Bender uh, album <laughs> where he's recording us. He said that that was one of his like favorite things to have done. Nice. He's a, they're friends. Him and Joe are friends. But uh, yeah, no, he uh, Ryan's terrific. Yeah, we kind of barely know Ryan. Like I've only met Ryan a couple times, so it's like we're just huge fans of his. You know. Yeah. I don't know if these guys know him better, but I no, not he used all. to be in some bands and stuff. And 
I just huge fan of his work. So I was like, it, he's great. I was, I was Instagram starstruck when he like responded to my thing. Yeah, I don't know him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know him at all. And uh, uh, I mean, so much so that I told the story right now. <laughs> just a fan. Yeah, that's great. It's great that you can get someone like that to do your album art. And it looks great. I, I, the cover is definitely awesome. The yeah. Jackie vinyl. We definitely travel in we travel in similar circles and we have a lot of mutual friends and stuff, but uh yeah, he's great. Yeah. Hey John, we're talking about the art. I suppose. <laughs> Where did John go? Yeah, did you leave? I totally froze. I had to like log back in. Yeah. <laughs> oh log back. Well, yeah, we were Man, you guys noticed. Thanks for noticing. I know. Uh, you know, I you don't pop yeah. up unless you talk. So I didn't. I didn't even know that you were gone. But uh, Chris, Chris was just talking about Ryan uh, doing the art. No, 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 no! Don't fill him in. Don't fill him in. He can listen to this, yeah. and then he'll figure it out. All right, he'll see what he missed. Yep. We'll just allude to things That's that he missed get. and be like, "What do you think, John? What do you yeah. think about that?" Yeah, yeah. Hey. Sorry, John. That's a callback. You wouldn't know it. Yeah, means. sorry. <laughs> We're gonna do fake callbacks the whole rest of this. <laughs> sorry, John. You missed it. Okay. <laughs> hey, speaking of artwork, did we? Uh, is it is it Ryan Dugan or Ryan Duggan? I don't know. I, I said Dugan in the last interview. It is Ryan Dugan, right? That's how you pronounce his last name. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's how I want to pronounce yeah. it. That's yeah. what I thought it was. It's up to interpretation. Yeah. And it's you fluid. know what? I don't think he cares. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think he He's cares an artist. at all. He should be. Yeah, He's not yeah. one of those people. It's like, it's de noir. <laughs> yeah. Du jeune. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good looking record. Um, I love the title as well. I, I would ask what the significance of the title is, but I can tell I'm going to get it. <laughs> an answer like just came up with it right just something that someone maybe said uh, or something kind of i mean khaki was like came up in a lot of the lyrics it's like a reference to just like uh you know cruelty mm. uh and um that's how i was using it in the lyrics and it, it's in like four or five songs so maximum khaki yeah, was uh yeah the most khaki a statement was going to be named khaki majesty so there there actually is a, a little story behind that but then the slow death came out with their album, which is called casual majesty uh, so that they were like ah damn it yeah we at out. first thought that they didn't know i mean obviously they didn't know yeah. but then i found all these uh soviet looking recording devices uh, in my house uh, and uh well mm. i have reasons to think otherwise mm. now mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. convenient uh-huh. convenient uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. at least you kept the song yeah yes yes all right and so what are your plans so you you've got the record out now are you planning on Doing like, I don't know, some weekends or what, like, how, how do you guys like to do this? You, you probably don't hit the road for seven months. 
Yeah, we like doing weekends. We are talking about things. We don't really have anything booked yet. It was, uh, we have a bunch. We actually we have a bunch of shows booked, but like, no travel plans really. Mm-hmm. But we'll 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 do that. We're gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're we're all kind of older and have a lot of responsibilities. So like, real touring is not a possibility right. for us. So definitely a few out of town shows here and there is usually the the yeah. ticket. You know, pile in the van, head out. Oh, yeah. That kind of stuff. Or pile in the helicopter or <laughs> right. Oh yeah. You know. Have have the have the crew and the gear uh meet us there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. uh, Rolling individually. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, is there anything about the, the record that I didn't ask you guys? I didn't cover that you want to get out there. Oh not not for me. I'm glad everyone seems to be, we've got a lot of positive responses. Seems people like it, but I don't know. They'll change their minds. They'll change <laughs> yeah. their minds. Give them some time. <laughs> They'll come to their senses. The, o- yeah, the yeah. only thing, the, the only thing people will still like would be just the work that Joe did on, uh, on, on our album. Uh, would like to just say again that he's, uh, he's awesome to, to work with and somehow has a sounding better, um, uh, than we normally do <laughs> than we actually do hey moose is he there is he are you okay he's feeding him 20 dollars bills yeah is he there no you oh, hey what he's can there. i tell you though hey, you know what maybe i'm a little i'm a little appreciative i will say earlier today yeah today i sent him a thing i go or no yesterday i go hey is it possible to get two songs with the drums either like mixed out or like turned real low because I'm supposed to uh, film a couple like uh, play along videos coming up. And within an hour, I think he sent me two songs with the drums real low. And then also another track with them completely out. And then a track of uh, a click that if you play those two together at the same time, I'd have a click that I could listen to. Like he did all this extra work, wow. and then, and then uh, I go. He probably he's probably gonna be fucking furious that you said that. Now people are gonna <laughs> expect that kind of shit. No, I paid him. I paid him. I paid him. <laughs> I heard what you did for. Him. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I know what I wanted to ask you guys. I love the videos. You got the uh, the Zoom call with all the wacky shit going on in the background, and then you've got the. The, the Samurai Swords one. Does everybody die in all your videos? <laughs> uh, I think only Eric died in that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> we put a lot of work. A lot of work goes into those. And, funny. and that's, his, uh, that's his daughter, Claire, that, that's in the uh, Samurai Sword video. Yeah, she's got the sword. Yeah. yeah. Eric's daughter. Eric, Eric's daughter. Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. Who are you? You just... You just said his. Oh, okay. <laughs> which one are, which one are Let's you? Let's be it. <laughs> this person? Yeah. Which one are you? My favorite, my favorite is to ask a current, uh, like a, a friend, uh, you know, like when they mention their wife or their husband's name to just go, I'm sorry, uh, who, who's that again? You know, when I <laughs> we clearly know each other. Anyway. In front of them. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Who's that again? That's amazing. 
<laughs> well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast to tell me about the new album. I'm a big fan. I think it sounds amazing. I'm psyched. I hope you guys can get it out there, have people hear it. It's it's a great record. I thank enjoy you. it very much. So, Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very much. We appreciate, yeah, we appreciate it. it. Thanks for having us. Awesome. awesome, awesome. So where can people find you? Let's, let's blow out some... Uh, some promotion here. You're on Instagram. You're on all those places. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Bing and yeah. type in. No, ask. Actually, you got to ask. ask Go to ask. Jeeves <laughs> and then type in Google. <laughs> and I'll take you to Google <laughs> from there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We have a website. We have all that stuff. Uh, you know, all those things. I don't know the address. No. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. Just yeah. Google it. It's on my yeah, phone. Google. It's on my phone. It's got to be on your phone. <laughs> okay, so let's let's take a few steps back. All right. Call Moose. Yes. He's got it on his phone. Benedict. He'll text you. Go to Jeeves. I'll, I I will text you how to get there. I'll text you a link. You just nice. got to call me. And then bookmark it. <laughs> text me. Yeah. Text me first because my phone won't answer. My phone won't actually receive the call. It'll send you to a, a voicemail that doesn't exist. This is 100% true. Um, <laughs> but so you have to text me first. This is 100% true. You have to text me first and then my phone will be like, oh, they talk. So we'll actually let him know that the, the so yes, that's, I'll send you a link. Moose is doing a, Moose is doing a bit right now, but Moose used, Moose is, Moose used to be one of those guys where when you go to type Moose into a phone, I have like 36 <laughs> numbers for Moose. Because every six do. months, he'd a have beeper a number. phone. Yeah. No, but no. I, got, I got to say, the number, when I call Moose now, my number says Moose 2017. <laughs> yeah, baby. We're on almost six years. Wow. Moose, mine says Moose real. <laughs> <laughs> Moose latest. Yeah. Moose, yeah. uh, Moose New South. Yeah, my brothers would be like uh, <laughs> Abe New South, Abe New New South, Abe New 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 South. <laughs> Newest. Yeah. That's funny. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate you coming on here. Yeah. Thanks, thanks awesome. for having us. Yeah, thanks again. Very cool. All right. I would like to thank John, Chris, and Moose for hanging out with me tonight, taking me through this record talking about the songs, the music, the recording. It sounds like a pretty awesome way to record, if you ask me. Setting up in your living room, your bathroom, your backyard, whatever, right? And just recording, enjoying the process, having a little fun. I would like to thank the guys. I would like to thank Red Scare for getting this record out. I would like to thank Katie Humphland for connecting me with the band. I would like to thank all of you for listening to this podcast, for hanging out. Whether you're a longtime fan of the Brokedowns or you're listening to this podcast to learn about a great new band. Well, remember, they're not a new band. They've been around for a while. But maybe they're on your radar now, and that's awesome. Spread them around. Buy their merch. Check out their website. If you can find it, Google it. Awesome. I'd like to thank my man, Craig. It's his birthday as I'm recording this. Uh, happy birthday, Craig. All right. Thank you, everybody. Take care. We'll see you next time. Adios. Adios.